Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 108. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon Podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Dave Alexander, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Dave Alexander with the Muskegon Chronicle. I'm here with Dave Alexander with the Muskegon Chronicle. Thank you for taking the time out again with Inside Muskegon. Good to be back, Jason. Let's start out with an update on our 2007 business topics we talked about. Last year, we touched on downtown Muskegon, the Great Lakes Docks property, Great Lakes Downs, SAPI, the Apple Corridor around the wastewater system, M120 Corridor, and Whitehall up north. Probably of those, the downtown obviously was the big news of 07. It was probably, and I guess uh, with a number of the business publications in West Michigan, has uh, led their list of uh, top business stories, especially for Muskegon County, and it was the top story in the Chronicle uh, this last uh, uh, December when we were taking a look at top stories of 07. So that really... Just take a look at it. You can see what's happening. Uh, there's probably five or six more properties going there. Um, Great Lakes Downs, I think we're done with racing. Um, and Great Lakes uh, Marina, we do have a new owner. They're from out of town, uh, from Texas, and I think we're going to be seeing some big things coming up uh, in that property. As it relates to uh, Apple Avenue, um, I was just out uh, to uh, the Dendalk Farm, and um, they are uh, producing uh, electricity through uh, cow manure out at the uh, new plant that Grand Valley State University's Merrick Center has up. So, um, But other than that, there really hasn't been a lot of economic development movement towards that. We thought maybe a uh, big power plant might be in our future. hasn't come to pass. It's going to happen over on the east side of the state. As we relate to M120 corridor, um, nothing major has been been announced uh thunderhawk uh, will be uh um on the whitehall corridor uh in terms of a new ride out at michigan's adventure and uh that's the first uh um below rail uh ride suspended i think coaster they call it so that was news last year so a number of those came to fruition um some of them are still i guess projects and waiting well, in a positive way, the downtown is really taking off and the planning and the foundation that was being laid over the last five to ten years is really starting to come to fruition. And as you said, you can see it when you walk downtown and you see the new And more to come. Building. The exciting yeah. part is there's more to come. Yep. And really just tangible things that not only businesses in the area are going to see, but you know, your average resident in the retail area. So it's, it's going to be really exciting in 08 downtown. And, you know, kind of on a on a sad note with Great Lakes Downs, going by the wayside um you know it was something unique to muskegon and something that they tried to resurrect over here after it didn't work out so well on the east side of the state so it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that property in 08 speaking of which let's talk about what's on your radar for 2008 your top business stories to watch uh coming up this year if you take a look at my uh to-do list um I, I guess 
I left for the Christmas break, which I usually take the uh, week between Christmas and New Year's off. I was excited to get back to work this time. Now, sometimes he's saying, do you want to come back from a vacation? This time it was like, wow, I've got some interesting things to write about. First thing I came in uh, with in uh, 08 off the boards was the uh, uh, wind energy story that I did uh, concerning a possibility of putting uh, a major uh, wind component uh, energy producers, the big towers with the big birds on them, out in the Lake Michigan. And how would our community react to that? Merrick has a, um, a vision of wanting to put one of those up for a year or so as a test on Muskegon Lake to sort of get us used to it, to get them used to seeing how you use the power, how the power flows, the ebbs and flows of it, and how it would work into a grid system. So um, we were uh, quite excited to uh, get that story, which has been sort of swimming around in my notebook for about a year and a half or two years. And what do you think the likelihood is of something like that? actually materialize our future i really if there's anything that i really get excited about it's alternative energy and especially wind because we don't have the sun even though it's a sort of a nice sunny winter day today that we're taping here but we also um uh, don't have um uh, other technologies at our hands as we do wind because you know the big lake produces a lot of it and it's some of the finest uh, quality wind for uh, electrical generation found in the United States is right out in the middle of that lake. And I know offshore really starts to freak some people out. It's sort of outside of their box of uh, thinking about what Muskegon can be. But you take a look at our deep water port, what we do in terms of wind component type machining and metallurgy and medical or uh, metal manufacturing, we are a strategically located place to service Lake Michigan for um, the wind energy. And we could be the wind energy center of uh, the upper Midwest. Well, we're great at making things in Muskegon, too. I mean, if there's one thing we've demonstrated over the last century is Mm -hmm. Muskegonites can make things and they can make products. And it seems like a logical transition into the new economy. I think it's uh, it's I think that is truly our future. Another thing that came up that I knew going into vacation that would be surfacing very early in uh, 08 is the casino issue. It was uh, on uh, the dockets uh, back when uh, the Archimedes Group put together a multi-billion dollar, with a B, billion um, um, development plan and vision for what a uh, Indian casino could create on our waterfront. Uh, it was followed up by Waters Meet, uh, a uh, Lakeview um, desert band of uh, Chippewa Indians up in uh, um, the western portion of the Upper Peninsula have come to Muskegon with a development plan and a proposal to get the city's uh, initial blessing to uh, take a look at putting a casino in the SPX uh, headquarters building at Terrace Point. Um, we're going to have a similar type plan, maybe one in conjunction with the Waters Meat Group uh, by the local Indian tribe that has been recognized uh, in Manistee. The Little River Band is going to come down and take a look at something similar. Um, there is still the um, um, Grand River Band of Ottawa Indians in Grand Rapids that's working with Archimedes. We've got three of them out there right now, and there's probably some uh, possibility for a, a corporate attempt at getting a Racino bill uh, through on the ballot in 08 so the issue is not going away my question is and i don't know the answer why now i don't know why all this is coming up right now yeah it really seems uh peculiar or um interesting that it's coming through now because back in 03 and that that time when it was a ballot issue it was on everyone's mind but now all of a sudden four my or five only years guess, later let me let me put my political analysis hat on and say that 
these tribes may be lining up for the hopes of something changing, because right now it's very difficult to get anything through, especially at the federal level, if not also the state level in terms of the compacts that you need. Um, But lining up at the uh, Bureau of Indian Affairs to be in line if a new administration should come in, Republican or Democrat, in 09 and change the rules of the game. Because those are administrative rules. Uh, they are not, it's not legislative at this point in time, even though there's been attempts to cut off all new Indian casinos throughout the country. That has not really percolated uh, through Congress to uh, get to any position. Uh, but it's a very contentious issue, both from a federal standpoint, from a state standpoint, and obviously the pros and cons that we see here in Muskegon. Are casinos good for Muskegon's business economy? I, I'm a, there's, there's a mixed... No, it is not the be-all and end-all. I do, however, from a tourism standpoint, feel that that is one offering that we are missing. It's one offering that if we had would be um, a, a positive because there are things that people ask for. And the first thing you go down to the Convention Visitors Bureau, they ask for is, where's the closest casino? Right now we're saying Manistee, we're saying um, Mount Pleasant, and we're probably saying uh, the new one that's in New Buffalo, the uh, Four Winds. So if we could say, yeah, there's one right down the street, it would enhance our ability to get groups, and it would bring one other thing for people to do when they come to town that seem to be looking for it. And I don't know what the lure is of a casino, but it seems to have a lure on some people. Does it have too much of a lure on your local population that then becomes addicted to a uh, spending their paychecks and beyond at the uh, casino? That's an issue that um, we're dealing with right now because a lot of our people are going up to Manistee. However, if it is right in your backyard and it's a, a five-minute ride rather than a 55-minute ride or you know hour-and-a-half ride, does it change the dynamics of uh, problem gambling? I probably bet that it would, but it's a trade-off. What else is on your mind for 2008? Um, also out there, a couple of things that we talked about in 07, but um, obviously city center continued development of the downtown. Um, the thing that's really exciting, I think, is what Baker College is doing with the culinary arts, and we should expect some construction to begin here mid-year. Um, and um, John Rooks, and it's a return of John Rooks. I used to cover John Rooks back in the early 90s when I became business editor when he put up the uh, Ellenwood project and really got that going in a marina, condominium, boating business, and then the Weather Vane Inn. And it has sort of established such a cool look. And one of the neater looks is coming around the bend in the uh, – uh, Colby at Whitehall and seeing that development across the uh, pond of uh, uh, White Lake in Montague with the steeple going up. It's like you're in a, a small, quaint, main uh, seaside village. And he created a very good development there. He was controversial at the time. He was young. He was brash. He was bold. He had to get bigger places. He did. He went to Grand Rapids and has become the uh, basic instigator of a lot of the downtown condominium developments in Grand Rapids. He's now rediscovered, has refound his roots here in Muskegon County, and he's doing the Comerica Bank Building and two uh, new uh, structures that will be going on to the east of that along Western Avenue. And he's got other things up his sleeves, I think, that we'll see come unfold in 08. Yeah, really uh, great projects in Grand Rapids with the boardwalk condos, Union Square. Um, quality just, stuff. Yes, he, he puts up quality stuff, and they seem to sell. I mean, he doesn't have a bunch of property, even though it is a very difficult time under these uh, market circumstances with real estate to uh, to go into a condo project. I think he uh, sees the future potential of uh, downtown Muskegon. 
other things, uh, Great Lakes Marina, as we said, the uh, the group um, out of uh, Texas has secured, along with a finance house out of uh, Florida, the uh, ownership of the marina, and they've gone into partnership with uh, uh, George uh, Bailey and John Boltema for the um, development site around that is known as Great Lakes Dock. Uh, it's where the aggregate materials are going in right now. They will be gone. Uh, Verplank will be using other locations in Muskegon to operate out of, uh, including the Mart Dock. And um, 08 will be a planning year. Uh, we will see some uh, very high-end uh, plans being developed by some very high-end waterfront development uh, architectural design firms. So I think that uh, engagement with the community, uh, we're seeing a number of businesses move out of uh, Lakeside, and there's sort of a depressed field down in that neck of the woods. Just wait. That is uh, one of the key critical areas of uh, of growth and opportunity. And uh, Sappy was on my list. Uh, nothing has happened there. They seem to be in a status quo move. They hope to get a, a longer term or at least a midterm agreement uh, on labor issues uh, for 08. And we'll see where that goes. But long term. Everyone knows they're not going to be there forever, and that whole area will change. And I think the uh, impetus early on in developing the Lakeside District, as it has uh, been in the last 10 or 15 years, it's been Great Lakes Marina. It will be the expansion of the marina and the condominium mixed-use commercial development uh, that is expected to go on on the uh, uh, aggregate dock. And uh, that's one to uh, watch in terms of how those plans unfold um, with some of the public uh, discussions of them here in 08. Other things, uh, the hospital merger. Uh, that was something that wasn't on our radar screen. Uh, snuck that one uh, in And it, uh, it, it came up. Uh, we always knew it would be something that uh, would be possible, potential. We didn't realize how close we were to actually getting that done. And I think, um, as Jeff Alexander will be continuing to report on that in 08, will be a, a done deal, and we'll start to see some of the uh, directions that that will take our medical community and really showing how medical can be big economic development as it has become life sciences and medical research in Grand Rapids, you'll see some of that same um, impact happening in Muskegon as it relates to being a regional focus for medical services for the Lakeshore. Well, you know, and it's so important to all classes and all people of all ages, but especially retirees and Muskegon being a very good place to retire for folks who want a great variety of all four seasons and they need that kind of medical care and to have it this close to home is huge for keeping them here and attracting them in the future. And finally, um, one that was on the list last year, uh, Great Lakes Downs has closed. Um, the uh, piece of property, again, uh, coming up here, we'll be having a story looking at the $9 million price tag that's on it and what's being offered. Um, right now, the only people who are giving serious thought to it at this point our other racetrack interests from outside of the state of Michigan, the likelihood that we'll have a third racetrack operator in there that will be successful where the other two have not been, especially one being Magna, which is the largest racetrack operations in North America, uh, not being able to make a go of it speaks to not the site and not Muskegon, but it speaks to the sorry state of horse racing in uh, Michigan in which they cannot compete with the casinos and are not given the modern tools such as off-track betting, such as um, uh, phone betting, internet betting, and the uh, uh, ability to put slots into those 
facilities, they need those kind of tools. If they had those tools, Magna would be here. I think the new groups that are coming in looking at that hope that they can bring those tools to the table. I'm not real um, um, positive on that. However, uh, Grub and Alice does have it up for sale. They are a good marketing team. Um, they have a uh, nationwide global reach in terms of trying to sell that property and retail or mixed-use development uh, with entertainment and retail, maybe even a casino. And some people say that that's the best place to put a casino, not downtown. That'll be debated um, is probably where that property's future is at. But it is so critical because it is at the apex of the triangle that created uh, the largest uh, economic development uh, boost in our county in uh, the last decade, which was the Lakes Mall and everything that's happened on Harvey Street. This is the head of that, and it's at 31 and 96. It's so visible. There's some issues to uh, getting there uh, by car, traffic-wise. The access to it is not uh, as clear and as easy as some would hope, but it is, uh, it's going to be a critical piece uh, in the future, and it'll be very interesting to see what kind of a retailer or major entertainment force may find that to be the place that they want to make their home. What is your take on the state of the Muskegon economy? There's a lot of talk going around now of a recession. It's in the air. It's in the news. And we're, this is the weekend that George Airchak's going to be in town here Friday concerning the um, economic update. And I would imagine you may be talking to him sometime along the way, as I will. I don't know. I, I'm not an economist. I do know that there's something that we are taking a look at at the Chronicle 408, and it includes um, some of our top writers, uh, Lynn Moore, uh, Jeff Alexander, uh, Clayton Hardiman, Susan Harrison, and uh, headed by Cindy Fairfield. It's uh, the missing class or the uh, forgotten class or the near poor. And I think those are the people that we really need to take a look at in terms of uh, how this new economy is affecting them, affecting their families, affecting um, their uh, homes, their home values, how they are relating to this new economy, the training that they've got. Um, These are people that are at poverty level for their family income or 200% 200% of poverty level. So are they, these are the people that are just eking by that are one major medical catastrophe, one divorce, one job loss from being in the rut and, and uh, some of the poor of the poorest. So it's, it's the uncertainty that this class of uh, people, and there's a number of them in our community, they are the vestiges of the uh, blue-collar, strong workforces of the 50s, 60s, and 70s that have been dwindled. It's the next generation, where they're at, how they're doing is something we're going to explore in 08 at the Chronicle. All right. Well, let's move on to our final question. This will be your third stab at this question, so it would be interesting to go back and listen to all all three podcasts and hear your answer. You have one minute alone with a CEO of a major employer considering moving their business to Muskegon. If they ask you for the pros and cons, what would you say? We have two aces in our hole. And I think Arne Bozart from the, um, cha- or from the foundation has called them our bookends of the downtown. And that's Grand Valley State University's ability to put high-quality research development and uh, uh, future-looking people of talent in our community in water and energy. I think those are the two aces in our hole. And if I was talking to somebody, if you have something to do with water or need water, Muskegon's the place for you. If you're looking to do something beyond the ordinary and wanting to bring to market uh, something in the alternative energy, we have the infrastructure set for you to help you in those two areas with our manufacturing base supporting that energy side. So environment and water, 
uh, energy and uh, what it may bring are the are aces in our hole, and we need to play those cards. We need to play them strong. We need to play them hard for us to be successful. And um, if we don't, it, they are missed opportunities that I don't think we are going to get back anytime soon because I think of those two issues, water and energy, are probably the two biggest issues facing the business uh, community of the United States and of the state of Michigan and of Muskegon as we go forward here in uh, the next 10 or 15 years. All right, Dave. Well, thank you once again. I really enjoyed it. And sounds like it's going to be a really interesting 2008. There's always something to write about in Muskegon, Jason. Muskegon's business economy is at the crossroads. The word recession is being mentioned with the national economy. Michigan's business climate is one of the worst in the nation. While back home in Muskegon, there's hope. In Dave's annual discussion of Muskegon's business topics to watch, he went over some popular topics like downtown Muskegon's redevelopment and the Muskegon Casino. Downtown is taking off, and the casino topic is still waiting to see how it'll play out. Probably most eye-opening is what Dave talked about with Muskegon's missing class. Since this interview, the Chronicle has posted the first of its year-long series on Muskegon's working poor. These are people that are working, but are not making enough to make ends meet. The number of people this affects is staggering. I'll be reading the Chronicle to see how this topic plays out throughout the year, as the Chronicle will not only be reporting on the issue, but solutions to the problem. And to read what Dave Alexander's writing and what's happening in Muskegon business, visit the Muskegon Chronicle online at mlive.com slash chronicle. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. And for the latest feedback in Inside Muskegon, you can visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 108 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at jason at insidemuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com. <laughs>